Nicole Bowen, a West Lafayette woman, was found tortured and murdered on March 30th, 2019, in a rural part of Newton County, about two miles north of Kentland, Indiana, more than 40 miles northwest of West Lafayette, Indiana. The case drew the attention of the FBI. Arrests have been made, and Crime Pursuit Podcast is in pursuit helping the families seek the justice that Nicole Bowen deserves. So, let's join the pursuit. Justice for Nicole Bowen. USA. We are back. Welcome to Crime Pursuit Podcast. I am your host, Ed Bounds, along with Jackie Fest and Heather France. And we have a new pursuit. Lay it on us, Jackie. On March 29, 2019, just hours before West Lafayette woman Nicole Bohm was killed, she was taken to confront Garrett Kurtz's girlfriend, Ashley Garth. Garrett Kurtz tells Newton County detectives that his girlfriend, Ashley Garth of Delphi, Indiana, quote, had problems with Nicole. Garrett tells detectives that his girlfriend Ashley was already at the trailer where he was taking Nicole to confront Ashley and hash it out or fight it out. Kurtz tells detectives that Nicole was uncomfortable going into the trailer, but an argument and a physical altercation began between Ashley and Nicole. This led to the horrendous murder of a mother of two, a daughter, and a friend to many, 30-year-old Nicole Bowen. On March 30th, Nicole's tortured body was found 40 miles northwest of West Lafayette, Indiana. There have been arrests made in connections with Nicole's murder. Garrett Kurtz, 21, of Libyan, Indiana. Ashley Garth, 26, of Delphi, Indiana. Jasmine Parker, 34, of Kentland, Indiana. Talitha Beckley, 36, of Monticello, Indiana. And Christopher Mathis, 27, of Kentland, Indiana. According to Newton County Prosecutor, Jeff Drinsky, additional charges against Mathis, Parker, and Garth may be coming pending on results of DNA testing, which he said will probably take months. Cheryl, uh, how you Cheryl doing? Fam- Are you there? I am. I'm Cheryl Samuel. Okay, Cheryl. So, you know, me and you talked a couple times. Uh, yeah. I know you talked to Heather and Jackie. I give, did. Give us a rundown you know, of who your daughter Nicole was, you know, who was she as a little girl growing up, you know, you know, lay it on us. Okay. Um, well, Nicole was my second child. She was my last child. She was my baby. Um, she was born Nicole and Thomas on March 4th, 1989. Nicole said growing up, that she was always going to live with me. She was never going to leave me. Um, I was a single mother raising two little girls. And Nicole was my buddy. Um, She loved to sing from a very early age. She 
would walk around with her cassette tape and her headphones on and um, sing a lot of Dolly Parton songs or um, these boots are made for walking. And my oldest daughter and I, we would just sit there and listen to her perform. We couldn't hear the music, but all we could hear was her singing. So that was kind of a an inside joke that, that Brittany and I, her sister and I, have, you know, carried all these years. Um, as Nicole grew up, um, she loved being outdoors. Um, she loved fishing. She loved camping. She would always ask for a bonfire. Um, she was just, she, she was an outside girl. We did crafts together. Um, we did um, our gardening together. And we would, you know, clean out the flower beds and plant flowers and everything. She was just really happy doing all that kind of stuff with me. Um, as she became a young adult, um, the first, the first happiest day of her adult life, I can tell you, was the day she found out she was going to be an aunt. Um, she was so excited and so in love with her first niece, um, my first grandchild. Um, as a couple years went by and Nicole was pregnant and she was going to have her first child, and... Um, she had a little boy on October 3rd, 2010. Um, she was an awesome mother in the beginning. Um, her pregnancy, she glowed. Everybody talked about how beautiful she was, and she just glowed. Um, five years later, she had her second child, another boy. She was, she was disappointed at first because she wanted a girl so bad, but she was very excited to have another child. Um, she has two nephews and four nieces that she loved dearly. She had a childlike heart. She was always willing to help. She always believed in the good in people. She was easy to like. She was adventurous. She was a free spirit. We believe um, she was an old soul. She loved her boys dearly, but unfortunately got mixed up with the wrong group of people, which led to the fact that my husband and I, her stepdad and I, um, were forced to... Um, gained guardianship of both of her boys. Nicole, um, she struggled with the demons. She struggled to break free. She would tell me often that she just wants to get better. Um, she'd been in and out of rehab a couple times, but unfortunately would fall right back into the group of people and, and the demons were stronger than Nicole could handle, um, which, I mean, the, the drugs had, the drugs, the demons had nothing to do with her death, we don't believe, but it ultimately led to the loss of my child.
Mm. You know, um, when you talk about demons, I, I want you to know, Cheryl, um, I can identify with that. My oldest daughter uh, dealing with that, with the demons. She has been for years. She's been to prison. She's been in and out of rehab. And it just, it outpowers her every time. So, you know, I can definitely relate to, you know, your situation. And as tough as a parent, it really is. It is. So, let's talk about what happened. Okay. My family, Nicole's family, knows is everything that Jackie said. Um, we haven't really been told anything different that, you know, a reason why or anything. It's just always been told to us that, like Jackie said, that Garrett would take Nicole up there because Ashley and Nicole were not getting along and they were either going to be friends or they were going to fight. And as we all know, it ended up in a fight. And I believe, I should say our family believes, because we know what kind of a, a, a fighter Nicole was, she, uh, she was probably getting the better of Ashley, and Garrett was upset. And this is all speculation. And Garrett was upset at the fact that Nicole was hurting Ashley. And I think that that's why it all happened, because he wasn't happy with the fact that Nicole was hurting Ashley. Okay, okay. And that, and that just led to her death. I mean, I don't, I don't understand how three women can sit there and watch all this happen and nobody. Right, I agree, I agree. <laughs> so when did you find out? April Fool's Day, April 1st, at 8.30 at night. So can you give us a rundown of what happened? Okay. So Monday morning, I had not heard anything. I, we didn't watch any news all weekend long. And um, my grandson, her oldest son, and I were um, driving to the elementary. I work at the elementary that he goes to, so he rides with me every day. And we heard the report just as we were getting ready to turn into the school that there was a woman found in Newton County and she had been murdered and they were trying to identify her. And my grandson looks at me and says, Grandma, do you think that's my mom? Oh, man. And I said, Corbin, come on. Your mom, it's Newton County. Your mom's in Tippecanoe County. You know, that, no, it's not your mom. Well, <laughs> surprise. Wow. Um, Tippecanoe County Sheriff's Department showed up about 8.30 Monday night, April 1st. And, you know, they say a mother's intuition. Um, my husband and I were downstairs, and my mom had hollered down and asked us both to come up. And it was just, I guess, that mother's intuition was true that when I walked around the corner and I seen the two deputies standing there, I knew, I knew she was, something happened to her, you know? Yeah. Never in my wildest dreams, any of us in the family, never in our wildest dreams would we think murder. 
Mm-hmm. We thought suicide. We thought an OD. You know, you 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 try to, and people may think that I'm crazy, but prepare yourself as much as you can in your mind that you're going to lose your child to a suicide or you know to an OD because of the demons. Um, they told me that she was the body found in Newton County. They um, identified her through her fingerprints, um, and they were given the task to come and let us know. Okay. So after the shock wore off, I don't know, it was I, after the shock wore off, and I got my crying out, and I called my oldest daughter, and I told people that I needed to tell. I had to set my grandson down in front of me. I held his hand. I looked straight in his eye. And I said, remember that story this morning, bud? About that woman found in Newton County? Well, babe, it it was your mama. Damn. And he immediately jumped into my husband's arms. He's eight years old. And sat there in the fetal position and cried. Wow. Like, I've never seen him cry like that. And that broke my heart. Definitely heartbreaking. But that's how it happened. That's how we found out. Okay. You had made mention they were uh, identifying the body. Yes. Do you know why the FBI was involved? What um, detective that we are in contact with in Newton County had told us is she had no identification on her at all. Um, she had, she had, they didn't know who she was. So the FBI was called in to help identify her body. That's okay. what we've been told. The FBI did the fingerprints and ran it through and with her demons that she fought, yes, she's got a record. Um, but her fingerprints, that's how they identified her, and that's what the FBI was called in for. Okay, okay. That's what we were told. Okay. Um, Cheryl, we talked previously on the phone, and I would like for you, if you could, there was a couple um, news articles and um, media releases that I came across that stated that Nicole was initially a missing person. Can you kind of squash some of that? Um, rumors that are made in the false uh, news articles that have came out stating that she was a missing person? Nicole was never missing in our eyes. Um, Nicole was at our house um, the Wednesday before they found her. So three days before she was found murdered, she was standing in our house face-to-face with my mom and talking to my mom. She had been in contact with her aunt on Thursday, as well as her oldest sister. So, Nicole was never missing. And I don't understand why they said that. Yeah, I was just wanting to make that clear. Yeah, it really kind of pisses us off. Right. Definitely can understand that. If she wasn't (laughs) missing, you know, why did they say she was missing? Right, and it came back, a lot of news channels came back saying it. They never... Um, the newspaper, nor the TV station here in our in my area, my local news media, never once reached out to me to 
until the day that I put my daughter in the ground and said my goodbyes to her. Mm. Wow. She, uh, the, the channel out of the indie, WTHR, okay. contacted me. And I did a set-down interview with them. And then my local stations decided that they needed to call me. Wow. Oh, of course, and yeah. And until I, I did not give an interview to WLFI, I will not give an interview to WLFI. I did Good. do a newspaper interview. I don't blame you. I explained to that gentleman that I was very upset in the fact that they reached out to her friends, quote unquote, on Facebook, never once tried to get a hold of us. Wow. And I said, for future reference, I hope that no other family has to go through what we went through. Yeah. Without, yeah. With our, where our own local stations couldn't even call me. It had to be a station out of the Indies. Wow. And I don't wow. understand it. Well, good for you not I'm, giving I'm them an interview. I live six miles from WLFI. I live six miles from WLFI studio. Wow. Yeah. Well, good for you for not giving them the interview because they should have reached out. You know, you have the children. You have her two kids. and That's You know, and they didn't even want to reach out. They waited till WTHR 13, and they saw that they can't, you know, so now oh, now they want to jump on it. So, yeah, I don't blame you. Very you disrespectful. Know. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Those, those people that commented on Nicole and talked about Nicole, they were people that she met during her rehab stays, um, during her time in jail. They were not her friends. You know, they, no, no, they had no right to talk about my daughter. Exactly. So that's how I feel about that. (laughs) Well, thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Absolutely. Did your daughter ever mention Garrett or any of those people there um, prior to being murdered? No, ma'am. Um, never heard of any of their names. Um, didn't know who they were. Didn't know how Nicole knew them at first. You know, until we found out that she was hanging out with them. So, I mean, we, we didn't know any of them. Okay. And we kind of already talked about it and, and you speculated on it, but I guess the question of, do you know why he killed your daughter? And you kind of already mentioned that already, that you feel like this fight was ensuing, Nicole was getting the best of her, and he stepped in and, and didn't like to see his girlfriend um, getting beat up. Is that, that pretty much sum up your feelings, what we just talked about? Yes, ma'am. Um, okay. Like, I, I, you know, I don't know, I don't know if it was in the paper or anything, but um, from what we gathered, Garrett didn't want her to um, wake up brain dead. And so that's why they did what they did. And I don't, he had, he had no right to do that. That's not his decision. Who would so, tell you that? Or how did you hear that, that info about that? From the detective. Hmm. Okay. So Garrett probably told the detective, I imagine. Yep. Wrote everything out in a confession. Told him, wow. you know. You know, and then turns around and pleads not guilty. What? Mm-hmm. How? Uh, how would? It, why? You know, I mean, I, I, yeah, whatever. Did you happen to see where Garrett 
uh, threaten Nicole. I, I was looking at her Facebook pages and kind of scoping them out, and I noticed where he had put a post only about two days or so prior where he actually made a threat to her, basically saying if, you know, Kind of yeah. Do you know any what that was about, or did you see that? Obviously, um, I was shown that after the fact, so I I had not seen it prior to her being murdered. And okay. uh, you know, and then your mind, as my mind as a mother, is like, okay, he threatened you. Why did you get in the car with him? Yeah. Why? You know, I don't I don't understand it. Yeah, I just I. Yeah, he, I'm, he I'm hoping manipulated her. You know, I'm sure exactly. he talked a good game and probably manipulated her. Yes, just because of that's the kind of person Nicole is. You know, mm -hmm. she's okay. I forgive you. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's just the way she's always been. Yeah, she, uh, she was my love child. She she was born. She was born a couple decades too late. <laughs> mm. But um. Yeah, she's very easygoing, you know, and I don't know. I, I just don't understand why why she got in there. Um, yeah. Cheryl, you've already kind of talked about <clears throat> um, the last time that, you know, you've, you've seen Cheryl, or you've seen Nicole. Um, did anybody else in the family talk to her after that? After she left on Wednesday? Yes. Um, yeah, she talked to her aunt. And um, was going to possibly go stay at her aunt's house, um, but her aunt didn't hear from her anymore after that. Okay. And she also talked to her sister. They were supposed to work out on Saturday morning, um, but of course Nicole never showed up. So, right. You know she she had she had been in communication with family members. Okay. Um, Cheryl, what would you like to say to Garrett and all those that were involved in Nicole's murder that day? Well, <laughs> um, pardon some of my language. Go for it, girl. Go for it. It's but, your, your time. Um, I think the first question that I would ask is why? Who gave me the right to put God? Why? I just don't understand why. And to the women who were there... Why didn't you call 911? If you were scared, why didn't you run out of the trailer? Go to somebody's house, call 911 to try to save her. You just sat there and watched her die. Do not have a conscience. Did the thought even cross your mind that she had two little boys that will never get to see their mom again? Her youngest just turned three, he will oh, have man. no memories, none of his mother. Wow. He will learn about his mother through pictures mm -hmm. and what people say about her. Her mm -hmm. eight-year-old son, he's struggling with the fact that his mom is gone and he'll never get to talk to his mom again. Mm. We hope, my husband and I, we talk about it often. I hope, and my wish is that you, every time you close your eyes, you have that image of, of, of what you did to her. I hope it haunts you for the rest of your life. If I had a choice, 
you would be dead. You would get the death penalty. You would mm-hmm. sit on death row at 21 years old, not talk to anybody. Even though they're going for life, you're still going to talk to your family. You're still going to get to see your family. What do I get? I get a headstone. That's what I get. You have no right, no right to make the decision to kill my daughter. You are a sick bastard as far as I'm concerned. And may you rot in hell. I heard that. Very well said. Um, I would like to clear something up. That you, you had said earlier that he had wrote out a confession and then he uh, pled not guilty. Let me clear something up for you just okay. so you can have a clear understanding. When you are uh, in the state of Indiana, when you are facing a felony charge, you can walk in the courtroom and tell the judge, Your Honor, I am guilty. I did this. But the judge cannot take take what you said of your plea because the Constitution says that they have the right to representation. So what has to happen is, because he don't have an attorney present that's there to represent him, if he was to say, hey, I'm guilty of this, and the judge go on and sentence him, then he can get out of that charge because all he would have to do is say, well, I didn't know what to do. I said I was guilty, and the courts would say, well, he didn't have proper representation. So what they do now, even if you admit it to the crime, you have to go through the process. So then you go to what they call is an arraignment, and you go to the arraignment, and the judge automatically enters a not guilty you know that's how they handle it because once he enters the not guilty the he'll he'll see if you can afford an attorney if you Uh cannot afford attorney the courts will appoint and then this lawyer will go see him and he will get what they call a motion of discovery and yes. in that motion discovery will be all the evidence that the police have against him. Uh, once they, it'll also be in there that his confession. So his okay. lawyer is going to go in the, in the jail cell wherever they meet. I don't know how they do in that county. But he'll meet with him and say, hey, here's your motion discovery. Uh, I hope you ain't thinking about trial because you ain't got a chance in hell. Because not only you confessed on video. But you wrote out a statement that you did this. So it's no need for a trial because the prosecutor can just say, okay, here's the case and go to sleep and wake up and the jury will convict you. That's just how easy that would be. So do you you have a clear understanding what you know what I was just explaining? Yes, sir. Thank you for okay. putting that up. Yes. I just never thought to ask. Yes, and, and I understand because you ain't never, I don't think you ever dealt with any situation like this. I mean, with court, I mean. Not a murder, no. Well, right, exactly. So you wouldn't, you wouldn't know. But I just thought I'd clear that up. Everybody, even you or, or Heather or Jackie, that we, the judge, the courts have to enter uh, not guilty. And so uh, when they go back, whenever his court hearing is, it shouldn't even be a trial date. Right. They just should have a, a, a sentence hearing. Okay. You know, it'll be an open plea, not an open plea, but yeah, open plea. Um, you know, so they'll have it set up to where it'll be like 
45 to 150 years, you know, whatever, however they do it. I don't know how they do it in that county. But it would be okay. like a big sentence hearing. So okay. uh, it shouldn't be a trial. That, he would just be real stupid to go through a trial. Yeah, I would think so, too. Yeah, so yeah. I, I, I doubt it would be a trial. So, And that's, and that's what we've been told, um, you know, that there's, there's probably not going to be a trial just because, you know, he, he did plead guilty and that the fact that, or well, he didn't plead guilty, but he confessed to it. Confessed, yeah. And um, they, the prosecutor will try to do whatever possible, um, even, you know, a reasonable plea so that we wouldn't have to sit through the trial. And, and you know, if, if that's the case, that's the case. But we were also told that the prosecutor was going to would be in contact with us you know, and let us know if there was a plea or whatever and, you know, get our feel for it, see, see how we feel about it. So, Okay, um, Jackie, Heather, I, we read somewhere, somebody sent me something, or was it you, Jackie, or Aaron, that there was a court, that the prosecutor filed something for life without parole. Did y'all see that document? Yes, that's what he's yeah. wanting to file is life mm -hmm. without parole. Okay, so, well, sounds yeah. like he's already putting the plea together. Yes. Yeah, yeah, so, sounds like it's already... Well, he's, it said, the document said he's seeking life without parole, so he's already putting it together. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. well, he's he's done for then. Um, so, yeah, yeah, I agree, it won't be a trial, um, yeah. because he's already confessed, so it would be real stupid to waste their time, and, and they probably are scaring and to say... the resources. Yes, money, exactly, yeah. the money and everything else. To put you guys through all that is what I was going to say. I I would like to um, put two of these two other comments out there um, that we will be going to court um, whenever there's a hearing. We had shirts made up that says Justice for Nicole, the hashtag Justice for Nicole. We will be wearing those. There's a lot of my family members that are going to be there to support us and. My oldest daughter and I, we have been talking and, and prepping each other up that we will sit there and they will see our faces every time and we will not shed a tear in front of any of them because I don't want to give them the satisfaction of seeing us upset. I understand. Um, you know, that's, that's what our plan is. We go on Friday the four um, that were accessories or whatever have their omnibus hearing. Yes. And if it doesn't get canceled, we will all be there. Okay. So wonderful. they all four can see us. Okay. And um, see that she had a family that loved her and cared for her. Okay. And the second thing that I want to um, get out there, and I don't know, this is not begging or anything for money, but my husband, God love him, set up an account, set up, set up like this fundraiser thing on Facebook, and um, the title of it is Help Nicole's Boys. The whole reason that we set this up was because we knew now that we are going to have these boys until they're 18. Mm -hmm. um, we just recently were able to file for the Social Security benefits for them, but we have not heard anything back. 
Okay. Only because we had to wait for the death certificate. So if your listeners, they don't have to. I'm not asking anybody. I don't want to beg them. But I just want to put it out there that if they're so inclined to help us with expenses and tell, we're shutting it down on the 31st of, of, Jan- of July. That's the last time it'll be on the Facebook. But they can go through Facebook and um, search my husband, who is Mark, M-A-R-K, Samuels, S-A-M-U-E-L-S, or myself, Cheryl, C-H-E-R-Y-L, Corbin, C-O-R-B-I-N, Samuels. And it should be able to type in on the search thing to help Nicole's boys, and they'll see a picture of Nicole and her boys. And there's a little story there about what the what the money is for. Um, Cheryl, I'll so, make sure I get yeah. um, the link also shared onto our Crime Pursuit podcast page. That way, way people will be able to link to it a lot easier, too. I don't know how to do that. I can do it. I, all Are I got to do is find it yes, and get the yes. link, and I'll get it posted on our page for you. Yes. That's awesome. Thank you, guys. You're most welcome. Um, Corbin, he plays baseball. And the equipment that his team had, um, the the catcher's gear, which he's a cat, he plays catcher, he loves playing catcher, was too small for him. So with that money that we were giving, given, we were able to go out and buy him brand new catcher's gear. And awesome. I tell you what, that little boy is extremely excited about it. Awesome. Um, so yeah. that's that's what that money's for. It's to just do things like that for the kids. I bought them all new summer clothes. I didn't even go to Goodwill. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you know they they didn't have hand me down clothes. It's it's all brand new. When school starts, Corbin will have a brand new out you know brand new wardrobe for school. So that's what that money is for until the social security kicks in, and then that's. You know that that'll be taken care of then. Okay. So, okay. Well, we'll get it out on our Facebook page, and I appreciate it so much. You're welcome. Now, I want to say something. I, I can't speak Absolutely. for uh, Jackie and Heather. When there is a sentence hearing, when they're ready to sentence him, I want you to please get back in contact with us because Absolutely. I. I want to attend the hearing yes. with you and your family. I want to meet your grandsons and oh, I cool. want to be there with you at this hearing to watch yes. justice for your daughter. Yes. Absolutely. You know um, my grandsons yeah. my grandsons won't be there, but I mean if you come up for the hearing or you come over for the hearing, um you know afterwards if you want to meet up with the boys, I'll be more than happy to Absolutely. Have you come to the house and meet them. Thank I mean, you, thank they're you. They're awesome. Yes, thank awesome. you, thank okay. you. And and um, like I said, because Jackie, you know, she has a family. She's busy, and you know, uh, Heather, she has a job and family and busy. So I can't speak for them, but I can always get off of work and you know come uh, to the hearing. So uh, if they're able to come, I'm sure both of them would come with me. Yes, so, that would be great. I would love to meet you guys. Okay, great. So. Uh, if God say the same and I'm still breathing, when they have his sentence hearing, I will be there. You got my word, okay. too. Yeah. yeah, definitely let us know about it. And, and Cheryl, I yeah. want to I want to extend also that um, 
If you need anything for those boys, please don't hesitate to message. Uh, you can message me privately on Facebook. You can message our podcast privately. Yes. Just know we will make sure those boys have what they need. Yep. Yes, yes. And I, I want to extend that to you and just know that. So especially if it's school stuff, sports stuff, just reach out to us. We'll make sure they get it. Most definitely. Oh, that's okay. awesome. Okay. I, I appreciate that so much. You know, it, yeah. it's one of those things where even though we had guardianship of them, we always, always just please let her, please let her understand. Please mm -hmm. help her, you know, get over this. So she can have her boys back. Uh -huh. You know, we didn't, there was no no need to go fight for child support, which we could have very well, because their dads didn't have jobs. Uh -huh. You know, Nicole was, Nicole was Nicole. Why, you know, why even go through the, the torment, I guess, of, of fighting for child support? My husband and I, you know, we we live simple. I mean, we, and so, you know, yeah, we never went for child support. But now that she's gone, there is no hope that they will be returned. You know, that was always yeah. our that was always our right. our dream to get them back with their mom. Of course. And so, want, of course, and, and, and you now, didn't dream right. that. This isn't something that you would ever think would happen. And so those no, boys don't need to suffer further. So like I said, you know, what they need, you just let us know. Okay. Um, we'll will. make sure we pull it together and make sure those boys have what they need. Yep. So. Okay. That's okay. awesome, you guys. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. <laughs> well, we um we appreciate you coming on. I know you have a lot going on. You you just had so much going on with, you know, your grandchildren and dealing with this as well. And we want to thank you for taking out the time to tell the listeners, you know, everything that happened with your daughter. Yes, thank you. And you have been squashing some of the rumors. And, yes, uh, yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So now that can be addressed. And this pursuit team, like I told you, let us know when the sentencing hearing is and we will be there. All right, I will do that. All right, thank you. So thank you for coming on, and we'll yeah, be in you. touch, and you have a good evening. Thanks, you too. Bye. Thanks, Bye. For, Bye. thanks for letting me tell her story. No oh, problem. You, no problem. Thanks for sharing. All right, <laughs> thank you. Bye. Bye. Okay, well, that was that was tough hearing that about what she say the boy was eight and the other one eight was... Eight and three. Yeah, eight and three. Yeah. You know, that is just really tough to hear that. That boy, you know, crawling up with his grandfather and losing it. Ah. Because at that moment, he realized that he's never going to see his mother again. <sighs> Man. Um, you know, Heather, I found interesting. She, she had made mention that the FBI was there, that the detective told her the FBI was there to get fingerprints to identify. Uh, did you catch that when she was talking about, the, you know, the FBI was called there? Yeah, um, and that, that can happen. Um, if they need other resources, because it is a smaller community, um, sometimes they will call in the FBI to, to have additional resources come in. And in the case of an unidentified body, um, 
you know, depending on the condition that it was in, especially um, to identify with fingertip or yeah, with fingerprints, that that can happen. So yeah, that that is a a likely reason to get them involved. There may be more to that. What well, which I think it, her. which I think um, it's more. I I, I, I there, think there, it's there more. Possibly is. Yeah. Um, it just depends on you know the other circumstances. I guess we don't know. It may have not been released to the family, um, and that they're likely withholding. Um, but that that can happen. So. Yeah, you know because I, I, being that it was so close with the FBI involved with the Delphi case, you know they are training. They're very intelligent to, you know, to let other agencies know. Hey, if you have a murder with any women, young girls, or anything, give us a call. You know, right. let us know. And. Yeah. It just, they're, I wonder. They're going to look for patterns, too. Like I said, we don't know from the Delphi cases exactly how they were killed because they will not release those details, rightly so. And so the FBI is going to look at other murders. And, and, again, we don't know if there's similarities from the rumor mill. There are similarities, so we don't know. But that, that it's very probable. Okay, but let's do this. Jackie, do either one of you remember the date that they found Nicole's body? They found her body on um, March 30th. March 30th. Okay. Now, um, I cannot remember, but the press conference with the Indiana State Police, the latest, that was April... April 22nd, I do believe. April 22nd. Yes. Okay, so from March, okay, till then... Something got figured out. Yes. Something got figured out because even, you know, the, the superintendent of state police said, you know, they, they switched gears to a different investigative strategy. Okay. Yep. And so then that's when the new audio came out with guys. guys and they, of course, they added down the hill, you know. But we, we already proved that they wasn't together. Right. Mm -hmm. Then they added the video clip of him walking about watch his mannerisms. Yes. And, it, and to yeah. me, I, I'm sticking to this, that I believe that they were talking about him spitting. spitting. Mm -hmm. You know, because yeah, he had already. It looks like it was. It looks like he was. I, lo I went back and looked at it several times and it does look that way. Yeah, because the the superintendent also made it clear. Now, watch how he walks. Being that the terrain is dangerous, mm -hmm. so he made that clear. So, mm -hmm. what 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 we need to watch about his mannerisms, walking, trying to avoid those big old holes. I mean, come on, Jackie, you went across the whole bridge. Right. You saw. I, I went halfway, quarter away. You know, us black people, we don't do no high <laughs> shit like that. You know what I'm saying? That's why I keep telling about Y'all caught me a chicken, but I wasn't going across there. And I love you, Jack. I didn't want nothing to happen to you. It's just, you know, you're not black folk, you know. So we don't we do not do that. So, you know, uh, uh, I'm, I'm glad you did that. I appreciate you and Chad. I kind of live on the edge a little bit. Yeah, so yeah. I got well, it. And you know what? When I saw you went. And you I know what? I could have done it. I could not have done it. So you, you are brave, Jackie. I've, I actually tried to cross one of those high bridges, not not that one. When I was a young child with my dad, um, we were just looking in the woods for mushrooms and stuff, and I got halfway in, 
and he, I, he had to come across the bridge and carry me the, the rest of the way because I became like paralyzed. <laughs> yeah. So there's no joke in that bridge. Yeah, you know? and you'd had to see this bridge. Yes. And when yes. I fall, when I felt the water moving up under me, that's I when I'm like, mm -mm, I couldn't do it. Nope. I'm thinking about it, I can't do it. And Jackie went out on the edge. There was one you was, you were d dodging like a weak part of yes, the bridge, and you went decaying. out on the edge. And I'm sitting over there, and I'm like, Lord, I am, you. At that point, I was thanking God for gymnastics because yeah. I have really good balance. Okay. So I was like, you know, I can just, you know, think it like a beam. It's a beam because it was okay. right on the edge of the bridge. Okay. And I just beamed it right around. Yeah, and, and you did, and you did, but I wasn't going to do it. I, it just wasn't going to happen. And the wind was blowing, may I add. Yeah, it sure was. The bridge was moving. And the water was moving. <laughs> and it was decaying, so. Yeah, yeah. But we did it. Yeah, y'all did it. Not me. Not no, y'all. me. and did it. You and Chad did it. Okay, yeah, we're going to make that clear. It's yeah. okay. <laughs> yeah, it's okay, Heather, right. So, you know, so we don't think he was talking about the way he was walking. No. Right. Well, I, yeah, we addressed that. Yes. Um, in in part in our one first podcast, yeah, yeah, I mean, we broke that down, and we did, and and I believe that's what he was speaking of. And then I they agree. had put together, and they at that time they knew they had their man. Yes, and I don't care what anybody say from them little groups or whatever. The FBI is no longer here. They no longer here. They they don't need to be. No, right. They don't need to be. No. So. People saying, well, I heard it, uh, whatever, whatever. But I, I, it has been confirmed. And I gone. see a lot of connections with uh, the Nicole Bowen murder and the Delphi murders is because one of the main one that really strikes me is he says in his confession, when he wrote out his confession for Nicole Bowen, that he wanted her to be found. Okay. Okay, with Abby and Libby. Yep. It's been rumored and said by numerous people and links and leaks here and there that they were laid as if they were meant to be found. Mm -hmm. And that right there, when I put those two together, I was like, wow. Okay. Yeah. Wow. He yeah. wanted to be found. They wanted yeah. his victims to be found. Now, I want you to clear something up, Jackie. When we did Del 5-1 and you brought up about Nicole and the shack, Yes. There were some people that came out and said, wait a minute, she wasn't found. And da, 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 da. There, was, there was numerous reports and people just came. Well, that ain't what happened. And, uh, can you break down, you know, to go over what yes. the resources and what you were talking about? When Nicole's body was first found, uh, news and press releases said, you know, they found a body in a shipping-like con shipping container. And it was wooden. So it was... It's built like a shack, and they referred to it as a shack-like building. Okay. But it was a shipping container. May it be old or built a certain way, but it did resemble a shack. Okay. And it was released in many articles and uh, news shows and stuff that her body was found in a shack-like container. So that's where that came yeah. in. Excavator by it, and uh, Garrett stated... Yeah, because the excavator was there, that's why he knew that she would be found. Because, it's, you know, obviously somebody has an excavator there. They're going to come back for it. Yes. Um, so that's, and it was by what they called a quote-unquote shack. Yes. That was in a news news report. Yes, it was. Yep, okay. I just wanted yep. to clear that up and everything. Because for the listeners, who, just so we can be clear, 
the person that is responsible for Nicole's murder is Garrett Kurtz. Yes. And excuse yes. me, let me get this right. What is Nicole's last name again? Bowen. Bowen. Uh, Bowen. Mm -hmm. So he is the responsible person for Nicole Bowen's murder. Yes. Garrett Kurtz is the one we assume that we truly believe is responsible for the Delphi murders. So it's just, we pointed this out in, in part one. Yes. Mm -hmm. After Nicole was found and that investigation was going forth going, all of a sudden, new weeks press. later, here come a new press release. Now, yeah. you know, watching that, watching that video over and over, it seemed a little confident. Yes. And even the state super, the state police superintendent said, we are confident. Yeah, even when I broke down the press conference, everything just connects. It's it's like a puzzle that the pieces have been put together. Yeah. So that young man, he will um, he will be going to prison the rest of his life. Correct. And he yeah. will. Now, I also want to make clear uh, before we leave here that he was the only one that killed her, right? Where yes. do the other ones come involved? Explain to the listeners yeah. where the, the others in their involvement. Who, who uh, Heather or you or Jackie going to explain that? Well, I know initially a few of them. I know that um, Ashley Garth, you know, as everybody knows, was Garrett Kurt's girlfriend. And she had a problem with Nicole. I don't know if it was some kind of jealousy thing or it mm -hmm. could be even their drug relation issues. I don't know. But Garrett was taking Nicole to this trailer that I believe belonged to Jasmine Parker. I don't know if that's correct, but that's what I'm remembering reading. And then um, after, I don't know where the uh, Beckley girl comes in, though, because I haven't really read into her, because she got okay. arrested and charged last. Okay, but I, they wasn't charged with murder. No, they're accomplice to... Right. Accomplices. Yes. Yeah. And then Christopher Mathis was the one that he went and picked up to dispose of the body is who he rode with him to um, dispose of the but, body. Yeah, because all, a lot of them got level five felonies. Yes. Right. So right. that's when and I knew. Yeah. So and because they were there witnessing it, they did not try to stop it. They did not try to get her help. Okay. That alone is a crime, as we know. Um you can't just stand by and watch a crime in the state of Indiana taking place and not That's do true. anything. You can be charged with a crime by just being a bystander, by not doing anything. Um, I want to also just add in, too, I really hope that they, the police go back to that Facebook post. It really stood out to me when Garrett threatened her um, a few days prior. You know, it almost it, premeditation keeps floating around in my mind. Um, I agree. Whether or not, and I'm speculating, whether or not it was premeditated, he did admit to setting up this fight. But but when you threaten somebody two days or three days or a few days prior to murdering them, I smell premeditation. Yeah, well, you know, and I agree with you all the way with what you're saying. But his goose is cooked. Okay, put a fork yeah. in, put a fork in him. He's done. He's done. You know, I, I just hope he gets. I, I would hope that they could seek something more than, than I, I say just life because he's only 21 years old. You know, it, it just I, I wish there was something more they could tack into that because that's not justice. 
Well, the only thing above life is death penalty. And we don't have that yeah. here. Yeah, we do have that here. Do we have death penalty Yes, we do. Case, wow. It doesn't look like they, they can or are, so. Yeah, because that's the only thing that they can do besides yeah. life, besides, excuse me, besides life in prison would only be death penalty. Well, they need to start doing it yeah. more. Yeah, well, the, here's the problem, though, because, like, the guy up in southern Indiana somewhere, he just pled guilty for killing the police officer, Okay. Okay. Here's their excuse now. Now, he got a plea bargain where he's going to set the rest of life in, rest of his life in prison. Okay, so he benefits in a way he doesn't, but he didn't go to trial. And the first thing out of all those prosecutors' mouths, well, it saves us money. Wow. And so I'm thinking to myself, me and my old man, my dad was sitting watching that, that news release. And I'm thinking, wow, you're worried about saving money, and he took a police officer's life. Wow. And you're worried about saving money? Oh, my God. I, I just couldn't, I couldn't be That's su- support a prosecutor like that. Oh, yeah. You know, because when you kill a police officer, there is no amount on the ticket right. for me bringing right. justice to his family because you killed him in the line of duty. So I'm not worried about what it's going to cost. Y'all better figure it out where we're going to get the money. I don't care if you have Mm -hmm. a fundraiser. We're going to put this dude on the table. Right. And and it just seemed like our prosecutors in the state of Indiana, not all of them, but there's a lot of them that just, they just don't want to do it. They they want to save money. I haven't heard of it. Yeah, well. I didn't think it existed anymore. No, there's people on death row in in, in Michigan City, Indiana right now. Oh, wow. You know, they're oh, just yeah. going through their oh, appeal yeah. process, so they're just they're just waiting. And with Garrett Kurtz and the Nicole Bowen case, we also need to keep um, in mind that the prosecutor, I think Jeff Drinsky, said that there could be possibly more charges brought on to those other um, people involved, you know, pending on DNA testing. So we still yeah. don't even know there's a few of them that could be charged with murder as well. So we're just right. waiting on this DNA testing to get back that could take months or whatever else mm-hmm. the DNA testing they're looking for could be from other cases, you know, so. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's more to come with this. You know, that's what, you know, this case is so fresh and, and I'm really grateful for Nicole's mom to come on because it is so, I mean, it just happened in March, you know, when right, she was right. murdered of this year. So for her to even come on and talk, I mean, I don't, I don't know if I could do that. I yeah. mean, that takes a strong woman to, uh, absolutely, to absolutely speak about it. Cause she's, I'm sure heavy in the grieving, right? Man. Forever, you know? So, yeah. um, I really hope, though, that they can slap some more charges on it and, and find some connections. And I'm really happy that he's off the streets because he he literally is a monster. Oh, and yeah. I mentioned in the last podcast about what we have on his record. You know, it's fact. This isn't speculation. He did um, hide in his girlfriend's house. Uh, he did choke her. He attempted to kill her. Um and she was able to escape after, I think, it, a couple hours of him torturing her. He would choke her in and out of consciousness. And, again, let's keep in mind, he strangled Nicole, choked her um, until she yes. went unconscious. Then he wrapped a cord around her neck uh, to make sure that she would die. 
um, regardless of what he claims he did it for. Um, keep in mind, he did this to Ashley as well. And this is the girl he claimed he loved and was begging for her to take him back every, every other Facebook post. So he really, in my mind, is a monster. And I'm so happy they got him off the street. Unfortunately, he had to take a life for that to happen or, or a couple other lives that we, you know, have connected in our own minds. Um, I'm just happy he's gone and off the street. I agree. Because 21 years old, to have that type of mentality, he, he's, a, he's a monster. Right. I agree. I agree with you all the way. He's a serial killer in my eyes. Well, serial yeah. killer. Well, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The, okay. I mean, yeah. he has all the characteristics of a serial killer. Well, great job, guys. I, I want to, you know, congratulate the researchers and, and Heather, you and the other private investigators. Y'all, you, you guys just did an awesome job. Paige, uh, all you guys, I just appreciate each and every one of you. Aaron, uh, I am just hope I'm not missing anybody else. Uh, but I just appreciate the, the, the good job that you guys done. And, um, you know, you've done a wonderful job. And I hope we can make that, you know, well, I know I can, but I know you're I, a mother, and, and Heather's got <laughs> yeah, a lot going on. To. If we can do it, I, I certainly will try, and if anything, you know, we'll definitely be there with her in spirit, um, because I definitely want to see that guy get everything that's coming to him. I can make time. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, we need to be there. Yep, for sure. Well, okay, guys. Um, we have to get going. And um, this is tough. This is just real tough. Mm-hmm. I just, I'm still thinking about that eight-year-old boy. Yeah. Uh, but, um, guys, this is the reality of, you know, of listening to these stories. So, I don't know. But I, I just, I, I hope that we're able to get people that follow us to get involved with helping the grandmother with yes, those boys. Yes, I'll make sure I get that link yeah, shared on our page. Because we need to help as much as we can. And, you know, the, the victims' families are the, only th- are the only people left as the voice of the victim. And so that's why we do what we do, is to yep. give them that, that platform to, to speak and to to keep their their loved ones alive in spirit mm-hmm. and 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 tell the killers what what they want to say to them right right i agree okay well we're going to get up out of here and we're going to be back with a new pursuit here real soon now remember we have a facebook page crime pursuit podcast on facebook we also have the twitter page crime pursuit podcast uh we have an instagram account crime pursuit podcast as well we also have the we- our website go subscribe to www.crimepursuitpodcast.com so it's up it's there that we have all kind of videos and pictures and we will upload video when we go to this sentence hearing yes and photos yeah so we'll have photos and all that so you got to be a subscriber so all right guys take care